Welcome back to RSPN Season 5, Episode 6, right here on RNC Radio Elite. I am your host, Jeff, a.k.a. J.G. Akosu, a.k.a. Old Newsboy, whatever it is you want to call me. Uh, Mark is still in New York City. We were actually in New York City at the same time. I did not see him, though, believe it or not. Um, but, you know, I did I did bring reinforcements today. Uh, special guest. I brought my brother, Cam. Cameron, hey. What's good, bro? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm happy to be back home, you know. Yeah. And it's always a good time when I can come through here. Unfortunately, always, Mark Smokey not here with us today. He, oh, he knew I was coming on and he he called out sick, whatever it is. Cam said. Whatever it is he got in the book. You know, I, I, I pulled up. I, I pulled up to chop it over with my brother Jeff. Hey, man. look. Can I tell him what you told me earlier? Go ahead. What is it? <laughs> Cam tell you how this thing still at the brothel. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Who knows what, what shenanigans Mark is up to, man? Yeah. He's a fool, man. But I'm happy for him. You know, we we both literally I flew out. No, we flew out the same day. His flight was um his flight was delayed. Mine was a little delayed, but his flight was really, really delayed. So um I got there before him, but again, I did not see him. He went to Survivor Series. I think he saw Mills that night, but I didn't get to like really kick it with the nigga at all, but it's cool. Like it was, you know, we both had a little vacation and, you know, we had uh, Anime NYC with the lookout. Shout out Millsy, shout out Jamal. We had a great time. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you know, Mark, I was off. I was off last week. I took PTO last week. I was on my uh, my Kyrie shit last week. And, <laughs> and now um, now Mark is doing the same. So, you know, like I said, I had to bring Ken, who is uh, the most intelligent young man in the game right now. So. This this is this is light work, man. What you been up to though, bro? What's going on, man? Man, I just been working, man. Just yeah. Keep keep grinding, same old, same old. Nothing nothing too out of the ordinary on my end. But I'm back in St. Louis now. I'm home for the holidays and everything. Yeah, like yeah. I was in Atlanta while you were gone, actually. So wow, nigga, what the fuck? Yeah, I was, I was in Atlanta. Atlanta. I was just in Atlanta while you were in New York. That's crazy. So what was you what was you doing over here, man? I was just going to visit, man. You know, I I had time to spare before i went to uh, came home to st louis so right right oh yeah you know, you know it's always i got cool family down there my, my uncle down there in atlanta and everything oh, okay too. okay yeah yeah man we we really everywhere honestly like as far as like <laughs> having family in multiple places and shit um but yeah man I'm, I'm happy to have you on man it's been a lot of crazy things going on in the league we're gonna do this shit a little bit different this week because you know it's me i'm hosting this shit mark is like a uh y'all don't know but he well y'all know but he's a true fucking professional like you know, he's very like when he gets his voice going, you know, like you would think we're straight off the network, like Disney's cutting the check, all that. But we're doing this a little bit different today. Uh, me and Cameron are going to have some fun. We're going to talk about a lot of things that's been going on around the league, uh, which has been some shenanigans. It's like the perfect episode to get you on because I've been like locked into your Twitter while all these crazy shit's happening, uh, yeah. especially with like the LeBron James, Isaiah Stewart, Stewart stuff. And uh, I want I mean, we're, I want to get into that. Actually, first, because, you know, I had a conversation with Malone today at work about, like, LeBron's intentions on that on that play. Um, and we kind of had we had different views on it, you know, but I don't know, bro. I kind of feel like I don't think it was intentional. Was no. he was he wrong? I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a, he was wrong. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But. I don't think he like. I mean, the kid's twenty years old. I don't see why LeBron would have any reason to like, you know, elbow a nigga in the face and like on purpose. No, I think what happened was, I think LeBron wanted to elbow him, 
but mm-hmm. not in the face. Like, and that's where I think the disconnect comes from because if you watch NBA games every night mm-hmm. on free throws, it's always a little muddy. Like it's always a little it tangled up. And I think and you see you see that type of play happen every night. And it's Even usually if you're just, not going for boards. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually just like a quick little elbow to the chest or something like just to get somebody up off of them. Mm-hmm. And I think that was kind of LeBron's intent. He wanted to make sure Isaiah Stewart felt him. <laughs> right. But like when he elbowed and missed with the elbow and his hand came back, yeah, caught him in the face and it led to the situation we saw. I don't think he intended on hitting him in the face. I don't no, think he tried no. to. And so, but like once he hit him in the face, it, it turned into what it turned into. <laughs> so, yeah, him. I mean, let, let's talk about it. So, uh, Stewart is what I think he's like 20, 21 years year old, league. second year in the league. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, plays for the Detroit Pistons. If you don't know, he, he, uh, but no, man, I, I honestly I, look, like, I'm just going to call it how I see it. He was OD. Like he, he was green for like the reaction because I'm going to look at it like this. At least I'm, you know, this is my perspective. If I'm in the league and something like that happens to me and, and against like, you know, I'm saying it's LeBron who did, who does it to me. I'm going to, I got to see both sides immediately because if you don't, you're going to get a situation like this, which is like, I don't know if he thought he was going to actually get to him, uh, which kind of threw me off too. I'm like, yo, you're 20 years old. It's your second year in the league. I understand the situation. You're gushing out. Maybe the emotions, maybe, you know, it was just, I'm sure it just was pouring out of them, but bro, you got to have some, you got to have some like, yeah, man. (laughs) You got to relax here. The, the, The pushing, the shoving, the spearing, the shoulders and the, it was wild, man, knocking your teammates all around. And, you know, I'm sure all he saw was red, and I no pun intended. But, you know, I, I just I just feel like he overreacted quite a bit, bro. I mean, it, blood happens, you know. Elbows happen, smacks happen, hit in the face, it happens. You know, you, you get your calls and you move on. But he kind of, like, he took that shit to a new level, bro. And yeah, I, bro. Like, when you, when you watch it, like, he was face to face with LeBron at first before mm-hmm. his face started like really leaking. Right, like, if, right. if you really, it was a weird situation because I watched it and like Stewart's face, it took a minute for him to really start like leaking for real. Like <laughs> right. they was they were like talking for a minute and it, it was not that bad. Then out of nowhere, he just it was it yeah, started pouring. It was pouring so, out. So I think once when he first got hit in the face when he got popped, and if we are to take with Anthony Davis was saying in a, in a post-game press conference is the truth. Mm-hmm. It looked like LeBron was trying to apologize to him. Like, LeBron right. was trying to apologize. And, you know, you ain't really trying to hear that when you get hit in the eye. So I kind of understood That's the little face at first with Isaiah Stewart. But once yeah. once he started realizing he was bleeding the way he was, mm-hmm. he reacted completely <laughs> different. And I do but, agree. Like, I can't – it's hard to tell somebody how to feel in that moment, but, like, come on. Mm. You're not going to actually get a chance to touch LeBron James in this situation. Like, you're no. running – you're not – like, if it's like maybe three players in the league you just will not get a chance to touch, and he is one of them. Stephen Curry is probably the other one, and maybe Kevin Durant is another one, and, and maybe yeah. Giannis. Those Every like player the, is going to step in front before you get a exactly. chance to even get to him. Yeah. You're not going to get a chance to touch them. So, like, at a certain point, like – when they stopped you the first time, when your coaches and your teammates, when they held you back the first time or anything like that, like, you got to calm down. But then him running back around, like, trying to get back to him, like, just <laughs> holding the game up even longer, 
It's yeah, just like, yo, that, like he's doing the moves. And and then and then the way he ran back in the locker room. Yeah, the, uh, the, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good. And then yeah, like the guys, yeah. like <laughs> the nigga broke off. Yeah, like it's just like it was extra. And so, and the funny thing about the whole situation is, if he never, if if it stops when LeBron and him were face to face and they had that little little moment right there, and then Stewart just goes back in the locker room and gets stitches, mm-hmm. he doesn't get ejected and he doesn't get a two game suspension. No, no, I mean so, they they just chalk it up to oh he got LeBron, you know he got hit he got busted yeah. open we we called a foul whatever you want to do and you move on. And Le- LeBron probably still would have been ejected just because of the nature of the foul. He still gets ejected, but I don't think LeBron gets suspended today if it does not go to what it became. The NBA's hand, Adam Silver's hand, got got forced. It got yeah, forced. It, 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 it became instead of it like you're saying, instead of it being a basketball play yeah. um, and an accident happening, it became a, I mean, basically almost a fight. Yeah, and it became the top story in the NBA last night and carrying over into today. So once that becomes like the story in the NBA right now, mm-hmm. you, you, as Adam Silver, you know, he didn't want to suspend LeBron James for the no, only trip. Bro. He was pissed off about this shit, man. You know, he was, <laughs> like, he didn't want to suspend him for his own. Don't, don't y'all got, uh, I said, don't y'all got, well, I guess I could say that. Don't the Lakers got Knicks next. Yeah. Tomorrow night. And so yeah, see, that's money, man. That's yeah, money. You know, Adam Silver did not want to have to suspend LeBron for the game tomorrow. But once, his hand got forced today, and so once his hand got forced, you have to suspend him. And I don't know why people are surprised that Isaiah Stewart got two games to LeBron's one. I thought that was well, pretty expected. To be it honest, it seems standard to me, bro. I mean, at the end of the day, bro was like, "How many? How many people you think got blood on him that wasn't theirs?" At least twenty. <laughs> <laughs> because, because bro was like, as soon, like you said, as soon as he saw blood, it's almost like his adrenaline just peaked. And he just yeah. went crazy, you know, almost like I think um, I forget who it was. One of my commentary was like, yo, he can't control his, you know, he, he needs to control his anger right now. Like he needs to relax, yeah. bro. Like this is getting out of hand. But I know, you know, you get, hey, man, if my, my teammate get blood on me, bro. We might just start fighting, bro. I'm like, yo, this yeah, is bro, like you, hazard, bro. You leaking on everybody that you that's trying to stop you. Your blood is getting on the court. You probably got blood on Lakers players and coaches like like that. That whole situation. Once they were even able to get him off the court and to mm-hmm. calm down, once he got back in the locker room, we got to clean the court up at this point, probably. Yeah, like yeah. it's like it's just a <laughs> lot that went into it, and then just like optically, it does not look good. Like no, Adam Silver no. has to suspend. Like funny enough, like LeBron James was the one who who hit Stewart and busted his eye open, but Stewart became he's the one who escalated the situation. Like. Funny yeah. enough, like and like I said, you can't tell somebody normally how to react in a situation like this, sure, but it just, sure. you just drug it on too long. Like yeah, it bro was belligerent. Scary. He was belligerent as fuck yeah. about it, you know. It Even, like you said, <clears throat> the security Nothing. thing, ridiculous, bro. Yeah. Ridiculous. Like security's got I think he had like three or four security guys around him and they're they almost got him to the back. Uh or whatever they're trying to do, if they were just trying to hold him in a certain place, and then he like rushed off and just ran to the back, like ran off. Yeah, man. And then you got Kay Cunningham, number one overall pick, trying to 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 hold him back multiple times. Like it's just it just, it just didn't look good. And the thing Poor about Kay, it, bro. yeah, and Isaiah Stewart, he got to be careful because this isn't his first incident. Like he had an incident with the Mavericks last year, and mm-hmm. I believe he had one with the um, with the Nets as well. Like you don't want to get labeled in your second year in the NBA as like having a high head or being a temper 
like having a temper temper no issue, something like that. Like you losing I, money that way. Exactly. And I already Bron. Like a lot of people don't understand because like the Pistons aren't on TV a lot, so you don't get to see them. But Stewart is actually a pretty quality rotational big man so far right. in his career. Like he can play. And so you don't want this to become what you're known for, especially when you when majority of NBA fans don't really understand how good you are or you aren't even because you're not on TV enough. You don't want this to only be the only time people around the NBA really know your name for it. It's for you getting right. into altercations or scuffles with people. So he's young. It's something he'll learn from, hopefully. Like, But you just want to be careful and be mindful. Like, You don't want to start to develop a negative reputation because in professional sports, like once you get a label on you, it's hard to get that label off you. Oh, you like, already you know. Really it it's only really takes hard. one incident. Yeah, exactly. Or they'll call you dirty for the rest of your career. Exactly. So, like, you don't want to get labeled early on. Like, that would be my only advice to him. And he ain't, if, if he's listening to RSPN somehow. He is. Like, he tapped in. Exactly. You don't want to, you don't want to get a label. That's the only thing about, about these types of situations. Having multiple incidents within your first two years in the NBA is not a good look. Not at all. And real quick, before we move on from this, did you, did you see uh, Gilbert Arena's post? I saw it last night when he put it when he posted it. I saw it. <laughs> he, he he was in typical Gilbert Arenas fashion. He was yeah. over the top, but like he basically it was said, OD. But like we're saying, like it's certain guys in the NBA you cannot touch. LeBron James is one of them. He says Stephen Curry in the post to Steph is one of them, and KD was another person. He said like those <laughs> yeah, are like yeah. guys you just cannot touch. The NBA will not allow you to touch those guys. Like that's their money makers. You cannot harm them. You cannot lay a finger on them. Like so, Isaiah Stewart is a learning situation, man. Like you're not going, you're not going to touch LeBron. You're not going to touch. It's just not going to happen. And I, I actually, I do want to highlight one area in, in his post uh, as we segue into into this next thing that I want to talk to you about, Cam. I really do because I've seen some of your tweets about it, and I have my own opinion about it. And I, I think other people are starting to speak up about it as well because I feel like. Uh, the message that that this person we're about to talk about is the, the tide is kind of turning, not in his favor, but <laughs> at the end of uh, Gilbert Arena's post, he says, if you think I'm bullshitting, ask Cantor. He got too close to the king back in 2016, 2017, and the Turkish president's been trying to catch his ass ever since. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that, that part was funny uh, because LeBron has had a hell of a, like, six days. Um, and I say that going into, uh, Cantor's been on this weird, this weird thing, uh, basically trying to, how can I put this? He's trying to make LeBron fall back from his business due to where certain things are made, AKA China. Um, and basically saying LeBron supports China because of money. And uh, as a Nike, his relationship because of Nike. Nike. Now, LeBron has a it's a lifetime deal with Nike, right? Billion dollars, billion dollars, crazy lifetime. shit. Yeah, I'm sure his kids are in it, his daughter, you know, or his family, cousins, whatever. It's a great deal, you know. It's he's not amazing. living off NBA game checks no more. Let's no, it doesn't need to, it's irrelevant. <laughs> really? um, but I look, Enos is his, his message is I, I, I understand what he was trying to do. Do. He just he picked. I think he picked the wrong avenue, um, and he picked the wrong person too. I think you can you can go about this in a different way if you just want to because you, you still play in the. Here's my thing about this: you still play in the NBA, okay? You're still collecting checks as well. 
If yeah. you're telling me, if you think the NBA isn't profiting off something that China does, you're wild. You know, let's just right. let's just get that across. There's there's I mean, it is what it is. Deals, he sponsorships, tw- whatever. He tweeted all this stuff out from my iPhone. Right. I mean, like, what are you really saying? Like, my thing, my issue with Cantor and all of this is one, he has an issue with LeBron, and Mm -hmm. so it's personal, right? It's it's personal. It's it's a personal. They got like a little weird rivalry. Like, you know, it's it'd be these little random beefs in the NBA. Like, it'd be random beefs between a star and and role players sometimes. This is one of them. Right. They got this this issue. And for whatever reason, cancer has decided to single out LeBron. Probably, and look, what whatever issues he's singling out in China, they're probably valid. But he's singling out LeBron because of his, his personal vendetta with him and also because he's the biggest name in the NBA. But my my thing with, with Cantor, why it comes off as hypocritical, is because, one, you played with Kevin Durant when you were on the Thunder. You had a chance to complain about these same issues in China. Kevin Durant is a Nike athlete. That's right. You, you wear Nike uniforms every night. NBA is Nike is sponsored by Nike. You currently play with Jason Tatum, who is a Jordan brand athlete, one of their biggest athletes of Jordan brand. Mm-hmm. Jordan brand shoes are made in China. That's you right. have ample opportunity to call out multiple other people before you call out LeBron. You are only calling out LeBron. It's not like you're calling out everybody. You're singling one person out. So it makes me wonder what is the validity of what you're, you're fighting for if you're only going at one person. You're not yeah, going at the entire NBA establishment for for Nike checks on it. You still are hooping in Nikes as well. Like he still is hooping in Nike shoes. Of course, and then he is. Too, you have had multiple teammates throughout your career who are superstars that wear Nike or Jordan brand apparel that you have not called out in the same manner that you were going at LeBron James. It just makes me wonder: like, are you really doing this because you care about what's going on in China, or are you doing this because? You have an issue with LeBron, and because you are kind of fading out in the league, and this is your cry for attention. I I don't right. know. That's my yeah. Issue. You know, look. I, yesterday, I think it was yesterday. He was on CNN, uh, which is probably exactly what he what he wants. I mean, look. Yeah. In in today's climate in America, if you are a celebrity or someone of status, uh, you know, however you want to look at at, at Cantor as a player or where he is in this league. You know, he has he has a voice naturally. You know, he's made millions of dollars. He's been in this league. He's had some success. Uh, He was calling out Michael Jordan on kind of uh, similar context on CNN just yesterday, uh, saying that, first of all, I don't look, we we all gonna have our jokes about Jordan, right? You know, the, the back, all the way back to the chameleonaire shit. You know what I'm saying? It it is what it is. That's never going to stop. But, uh, you know, he, he, he was quoted saying Michael Jordan has not done anything for the black community because he cares too much about his shoe sales. I think that's extremely harsh to, especially somebody who's not black, uh, to say Michael Jordan has not done anything for the black community. Yeah, man. It's like, anything. Where do you, where do you anything. even get, like, where do you even get the, the credibility to, to, to say something like that? I don't know. Like, where do you even feel like you, why do you even feel comfortable to comment on what is going on with the black community amongst other black people? And you aren't, you aren't of that community and we don't have proof of you doing anything for the black community yourself. So why are you even commenting on? Absolutely. What, what have you done? What have you done for like, me lately? 
it all comes it, it's like yo you just crying out for attention it, when he went on cnn he kind of backtracked his comments on lebron too or not backtracking but he's like at least lebron is known for doing stuff within the black community like like bro what <laughs> at least you, yeah like, what are you talking about like and michael jordan has done stuff within the black community as well like let's not get this misconstrued. no yeah that's why when he said anything i was really confused yeah by that. it's like he, he might not be LeBron James and might not be as public and adamant about it. Like he, he might not be opening up a school or doing the other charitable things that LeBron has become known for. Mm-hmm. But Jordan has done, he's done some things in his career and in his lifetime that have been beneficial to the African-American community. So for Eames Canada to get on CNN and say that is outlandish. I really wonder how his current black teammates feel about him. Because you going at LeBron mm-hmm. for what he did, what he's not doing or not saying about China, and then you go and and compound that issue with disrespecting Michael Jordan and speaking on African American community when you aren't a part of African American community. No, no. I wonder how his teammates that he interacts with every day on a day to day in his own locker room are feeling about him currently, <clears throat> because. Well, he kind of out. He not kind of. He's he's very out of pocket, in my opinion. Yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot of disrespect being shown. It almost seems like now he's just trying to like, uh, you know what? Pierce says something on Twitter somewhere. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't get it word for word. But he basically was like, "Hey, man, you're what you're doing. What you don't know that you're doing is you're you're tearing down a, a black man for your own cause. Uh, you know, and it's just like it. It doesn't really, you know." you're not even stating actual facts here either. Um, right now it's just about <clears throat> supporting China and you're trying to tell somebody else what, what they shouldn't do with their money. And that's where I, I take offense to it because look, no matter who you are in this world, no matter what you've done, no matter how much bread you've made, Hey, I don't even care about you. Like if you're, you know, charitable, whatever you have, I'm not going to sit here and tell somebody what they should and shouldn't do with the money that they've made in whatever fashion that they've made it. Legally, illegally, whatever. But you can't sit here and try to make people uh, do specific things or stop doing specific things. You think LeBron's going to what? You know what, Cancer? You're absolutely right. I'm done with Nike. Nike, terminate my contract. And unless you guys want to stop being, you know, stop working with China, I'm done. It's not realistic. And that's not the way the world works either. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, you know, I mean, he probably bought something today that was made in China. You understand? He, I mean, you, there's certain things you're not going to be able to just move around. If cancer really wanted me to believe that he was about whatever it is he's fighting for, retire, retire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then just talk about this all the time. Yeah, retire because, like, like we've already discussed on here, like you're not going to be able to 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 participate in the NBA and not contribute to whatever mm-hmm. issues you think are going on in China right now. So no. either you retire or you or you call out everybody. You don't just single out one person and then go on TV and then single out Michael Jordan as well. Like it's just he look like a bozo, bro. Like I just really yeah, don't understand. Yeah, I don't know what his end game is here. Like I really don't know what his end game is. Hey, like, he's got some weird motives, man. I don't yeah, know. I mean, like what are you trying to accomplish? I guess I guess the uh, the gimmicks the gimmicks on court, it, like you said, it didn't last. And uh, he knows he's at that tail end there, and he's he has to make some adjustments to. I guess get ready for his uh his future um outside the league. So I don't know. That's enough on cancer. I mean, at the end of the day, 
I think everyone kind of sees eye to eye, especially if you're a person of color. Um, I think that's a little weird. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I the cause as far as like your whatever issues you have with China, I, I kind of agree with you, Cam. I'm, I'm sure in some aspect, a lot of the way that he feels is justified. Yeah. But going against the people that he's going against makes it seem like very just out of pocket and foul. You know what I'm saying? Very, yeah. very weird stuff. It's like it's the the method to the madness just doesn't make sense to me. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think we've we've talked about enough politics and 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 uh, uh, you know fighting and all that fun shit. I do want to talk about a little <laughs> bit of uh, actual basketball here. And there, there's two teams that I actually want to discuss with you um, going into to the second half of this show right now, man. And that's that's the uh, the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns right now because they're both teams are playing very very competitive basketball. Um, I do want to hear your opinion, Cam, on the Warriors right now because, I mean, I'm not saying they look how they looked when they were on that dynasty run, um, but it, it it appears that it, it looks like they have some things together. Uh, and what I mean by that is they just look really competitive. I mean, Steph looks like he's he's back to his forefront. There's, there is no clay yet. Uh, I don't know when that's going to happen or if it's going to happen or whatever. But, uh, you know, Wiggins seems to be playing in a – like I'm someone who's very familiar with, with uh, Wiggins because, you know, he was on Minnesota. Um, and looking back, his situation wasn't the best. And I also assume that in, in, in due time, you know, when you get into a, a winning mood and you're around players who are used to winning as well, you probably get to relax a little bit and show your game, even though I'm not saying he's out here like being the most – you know, 30 points a game. He had a really great game the other day, but he's just doing everything he needs to do, right? Uh, for this team to continue to be successful. And I mean, Curry is still Stephen Curry. I mean, everyone sees that. He still lights out. Um, how, do, how do you feel uh, about them going forward? I don't think they're a team that anybody would really want to have to deal with in the playoffs right now. The Warriors, no. I don't think anybody wants to see them right now. And their success is not surprising to me. On this grand of a scale, uh, yeah, I, I would be lying if I if I said I expected them to come out and be the best team in the NBA mm-hmm. to start the season. But they they have continuity, and in the NBA, continuity is very important. Like you have guys who have played together for now multiple years at this point. You look at Stephen Curry, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevon Looney, these are all guys who have played together for the last two seasons. And then Poole, he's just naturally gotten better each and every year. So when you see a guy like him continue to elevate, it just raises the, the floor of the team and the ceiling of the team. Then, like you said with Wiggins, Wiggins has been – um, I don't want to say he's been a better player with the Warriors than he was in Minnesota because in Minnesota he was a 24, 25 point per game guy. It just didn't but, seem like it because we were losing so much. Exactly. But the NBA, and not just NBA, this is like a lesson in life in general. Everything is situational, man. Like That's right. When you are in the right situation and you and you just are with the right people, around the right people, being put in positions to succeed, work to your strengths, that's right. Like you you're gonna you're gonna find more success individually and with with Wiggins on the Warriors with the team. Like being able to play off a, a player like Stephen Curry and a guy with a high IQ like 
Draymond Green. It just makes the game so much easier and simpler for Andrew Wiggins. He's able to go out Absolutely. there and focus on the things that he's really, really gifted at on the court, which is cutting, slashing, uh, catch and shoot jumpers. They even let him operate in the mid range from time to time, which you know, you saw him in Minnesota. He's really good in the mid range. So he can do it yeah. easily. Yeah. His strengths are being amplified in Golden State while having to do less at the same time, they're getting kind of like more w- from Wiggins with him doing less, which has also contributed to You're starting to see him really live up to his, his athletic potential on the defensive end of the court as well. Last year, he's one of the best wing defenders in the NBA, and it's kind of carried over into this season. He's really, really good on that end. And you didn't always get to see that from him in Minnesota because it's just they haven't had a whole lot of stability. And he was young. Like, you also remember when he was in Minnesota, he was 19 through like yeah. age 24 he was a pretty young player so like now he's kind of matured he's settled in he's more comfortable with who he is and you're starting to see him flourish in golden state and i think an underrated uh signing they had a lot of people thought andre godala was washed in miami i was one of them and he's another example of, of the nba and just everything being situational it might not have been a great fit for him in miami but in golden state he has familiarity with Steve Kerr, familiarity with the system, amazing chemistry with Draymond Green and Stephen Curry, like from their championship runs together. So even Andre Iguodala is looking like a different player. He's not like lighting the stats, the stats up in the box score or anything, but he's once again doing the little things to fill the gaps on a nightly basis that help contribute to winning. And when you just put all these, all these things together, it's the perfect recipe for a team that, looks the part of a true contender they 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 don't look like the kd and stephen curry warriors but they don't look too far off of the 2015 warriors that won 67 games they don't look no, too isn't, far that, isn't that isn't that wild to say yeah yeah it, it, they I, do I, not look too far off of that no I, I mean you know obviously we got a long ways to go you know and things happen injuries and, and whatnot but uh, yeah, like I said, if it started today, I mean, this is not a team you want to have to deal with. I, the other team we're about to talk about as well, you know, the Suns. They have Clay Thompson coming back. In, oh, in like I know. Clay Thompson yeah. is back in a couple of weeks. Oh, man, and that's that's a blessing in itself, especially if he's still up to par. I mean, he's had a lot of rest. When's the last time he's, he's – he, he has not played since 2019, since the NBA Finals since in 2019. That is wild. That is wild, man. I, I mean, I, honestly, we all want to see, you know – I hope he's close uh, to the same player that he was. Yeah, yeah. If he is, then the league is – 100% in trouble. Uh, I, I mean, I really feel that way because you add him back into this roster, into this lineup, into this rotation, and, you know, you have a lot of issues going forward. But he's had some rest, and hopefully he's at least very, very close to 100%. I don't think he'd be out there if he wasn't. So if you're saying a few weeks, uh, if, if the you know the league is saying a few weeks, then that's awesome, man. I'm, I'm really excited for that because you know, he's he's been lights out since we since we've known him. But, um, yeah, man, I, he's supposed to be back around, like, the week before. Before uh, before that Christmas game against the Suns, that's what the that's what the that's what every the the word has been the last couple of days around people around the Warriors organization and NBA media is that around the week of like December twenty first. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be that, that must see TV. It's gonna be one of the, one of the most watched games that year for sure. This year for sure. Sure. For sure. Hundred percent. Well, we're looking at uh, I think uh, right now I want to say are the Warriors first in the West right now. They are. They are first. And the Suns, who we're about to talk about right now, are, are right behind there. Uh, they're on a 12-game winning streak right that now. That tells you how good the Warriors have been at a team that's on a 12-game yes. hasn't been able to overtake them. <laughs> right. It, no, it, it's, yeah, it, it really tells the story. 
It really, really does tell the story. Uh, let's talk about Phoenix for a minute, man, because they look scary. Now, this is a team that, you know, we're not as – well, I tell you, I, as far as being surprised about the Warriors, surprise really isn't the word. I just didn't anticipate it being on this level. The Suns, on the other hand, uh, I'm I'm not shocked, but, you know, a 12-game winning streak is is – any team that is doing that in this competitive league is – uh, it's, it's special. So I, I do want to talk about, talk about the Suns a little bit. Um, how, how are they looking to you? Is it, is it for real? Is it, is it just, is it better than it was last year? Um, especially coming off, you know, uh, what, what happened in the finals? Like how, how's it feel to you? Uh, what they're doing right now is no surprise to me. Like you, we were talking about the Warriors are a little bit surprising. Like it was expected for them to be good, but maybe not quite this good. The Suns, When you see a team that went to the NBA Finals a year ago and brings back pretty much the entire team, all of the important pieces anyway, like Chris Paul is back, Devin Booker, Aiden, Michael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Cameron Payne, like uh, Jay Crowder. These are all the familiar faces, the main main key players that led the run to the finals last year. So it's not surprising to see them having this type of success. Like Like we just talked about, continuity is important. When you come back into a season and you know everybody that's in the rotation, like the back of your hand, you know what this person wants to do, you know where they like to get their shots at, what they're good at, what they're not great at, then you you start to see stuff like this, 12-game winning streaks, uh, 55, 56-win paces. Like this is just this is part of course for them. Like the Suns have graduated from being the lovable upstart team that we saw in the bubble that went 8-0 to the team we saw last year that kind of surprised everybody getting the second seed in the West and going to the finals. And now they're playing up to the level of expectation that they set for themselves and that Mm -hmm. everybody kind of has for them. You have a Hall of Fame point guard. You have an all-star shooting guard who's one of the best young players in the NBA. And then you have other good young players like DeAndre Aiden, Michael Bridges, Cam Johnson, and then heavy role players like uh, Cam Payne and, um, and Jay Crowder. It's like the perfect blend. Like they they they're they're pretty locked in at all the key pl- key positions on the court, key places on the court. They get production out of all of them. Uh, they know what they're getting out of all of these guys each and every night, and that's important. That's the main thing. There's no surprises with them, and the same thing with the Warriors. Like that's why great teams are great because you know exactly what to expect from everybody every night. There's no uh, I don't know what I'm going to get out of. Michael Bridges tonight. I don't know if he's going to give me three points. I don't know if he's going to give me 20. No, you know you're going to get a steady, consistent 10 to 15 points from him. Now, of course, they might Absolutely. have games where they, they exceed that. They might have games where they're, like, below that. But you, sure. pretty much for the most part, you know what you're getting from every single player on their on their roster, night in and night out. And that's how you, that's how you succeed in the NBA. Like, when you know what you're getting from everybody – Monty Williams has full confidence to let those guys go out there and do what they do best. And oh, Monty's probably, such a good coach, bro. Yeah, man. Like I mean, he, he's deserved. He's deserved so much more. And you know, in previous years, I'm I'm actually really happy for him. Like so, this is all. This is all part of the course for the Suns at this point. They they're no longer one of the worst teams in the league. They have a legitimate team. We're seeing the fruits of their labor for the last however many years when they were bad. To be able to land a Devin Booker, to land a Michael Bridges in the draft, to land a DeAndre Aiden and a Cameron Johnson, those are all four guys that they drafted. Yeah. Like, in that's how you know you're doing it right. Yeah, they they drafted four guys who are all contributing to 
them being one of the elite teams in the NBA and then to go out and be aggressive to trade for Chris Paul, to be aggressive to sign a Jay Crowder. And then like to hit on guys like Cameron Payne, who he was in the G League two years ago. Like he wasn't even on their team before they went to the bubble. They they signed him on the way down to the bubble. And like he made the most of his time on in the bubble with them. They brought him back last year. And now he, he's one of the better backup point guards in the NBA. Like Yeah, you just, absolutely. I mean it's it's strange strange to say, but yeah, yeah, he's you're gonna get a solid performance. Yeah, like he went from a bust to one of the better backups in the NBA, like and it's situational, man. It's just like you get put in the right situations, you can flourish. Like these guys, they're the 450 best players in the world. Like, so when they look like scrubs somewhere, like if they look like they, oh, this guy, he, he's he's bad, he's not good, or he's a bust, if more times than not, they just might be in a spot that's not conducive to getting the most out of them. Now, of course, sure. there are guys who just don't live up to whatever they were supposed to live up to. That does happen, who just might not be good enough. But sometimes these guys need a change of scenery. They just need a, a a fresh start, and with campaign, you're seeing that he's he's getting a fresh start, and is doing wonders for him. Like the Suns, that I wouldn't be shocked if they were back in the finals next. I was I mean, about to say, you you see this trend continuing? Yeah, as far I mean, as the, the win streak and be just yeah. being successful going forward. Yeah, I don't I don't see any reason to to believe they won't win fifty to fifty five games or somewhere in that neighborhood and be right there in the thick of it come May and June this year. Like, I mean, in twenty twenty two, like. I, I see this as something that is definitely sustainable and not just for this season, but going forward, they need to lock down DeAndre Aiden. They need to make sure they lock him just, down. Just take care of it. Just take get it done. It. It's just one of those things. Yeah. You got to dip into it. You got to, but yeah, yeah. I, I think you don't want to have to worry about replacing that, that role at all. It's just not something you want to have to deal with. Uh, I mean, it's like I said, like 12 game winning streak. I think they have 13 wins in total. So like 13 and three right now. So yeah, there, there, you can, that tells you everything you need to know. Um, before we actually like transition uh, out of talking about uh, the West, I do want to move over to the East real quick. I have to ask you this because on episode one of, of season five, Mark was like, Hey man, I'm just going to be, I'm, I'm just telling you now I'm watching the bulls, bulls, this bulls that I got to actually like, are the bulls scary? Are they scary to you? Uh, yes, they are definitely scary. It's funny. For real. Me and me and uh me and my homie Mike, he's a huge Lonzo fan, and I like mm-hmm. Lonzo too. And when they got Lonzo in the off season, he me and him thought that was a good signing. We liked all the moves they made: DeRozan, Lonzo, Vucevic right. last year. Like we liked all the moves that they made. I thought they would be a playoff team. I would be lying if I said that I thought they could be a legitimate top two, three seed in the Eastern Conference. But they looked the part, and that is because DeMar DeRozan, people kind of – Say it, man. Say it, bro. Not how good DeRozan was because he, <laughs> yeah. he got banished to San Antonio for the last, like, two years. We didn't watch. That's what happened. We didn't watch. People didn't see him. And then, like, <laughs> he got traded from the Raptors, and they immediately won championship the first year he's gone because they bring it quiet. It kind of makes you forget how impactful he is. It's just natural. It's human nature. Yeah. Now you have him and Levine. I think that's like the highest scoring duo in the league right now. They both average like 26 points per game. DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. Like, if you get two wings, the NBA, the playoffs is always going to come down to having wings that can score in a phone booth because the game is going to slow down. It becomes much more half court. That's right. Postseason. You can't really rely on small guards to consistently get clean looks in the playoffs. And the game is not played 
inside out through big men anymore. So you need a wing more times than not who can go and get a bucket. Like when shot clock burns down or when it's tight, the 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 defense is tight. You're playing elite defense is the best team. Like after game three in a series, teams have figured out your plays. They know what your tendencies are. At that point, it's just like, are you good enough to go manufacture points? That's really what it comes right. down to in the NBA. And they have two guys that they can just get a ball to and get a bucket on the perimeter. Yeah, and Levine has, like, scary tendencies to, like, go for 40 on any yeah. given night, too, you know? So, like, you don't ever want to be in a situation because he's a, you know, he's a, uh, he's got that, he's a dog. He's got that energy. You know, he's high motor player. Been that way uh, since we middle. had him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, shit, since uh, he was UCLA, right? He's nice at UCLA. He sure, he sure was. So, I'm thinking to myself, you know, you got a player like that. DeRozan's already, he's been there. He's seen it. Uh, and then, yeah, him coming over, bringing that, showing Levine a little bit more too. I, it, that shit is definitely, uh, definitely scary. It's not a team that I really would want to have to fuck with. Lonzo, you know, he's gotten, he's gotten better. And I, I'm actually, uh, I'm actually someone who hasn't been high on Lonzo. I've made that kind of clear, but <laughs> again, I'm going to go, I'm going to go back to what you said though. I'm going to kind of like defend myself on this. And that's as far as situational, you know, hundred oh, percent. And, and let's, let's start back. We can go all the way back to Lakers, right? That was not good for him. I don't, it think. was not good for him. I, I think that every, I think it's clear, it's, it's, especially right now. Yeah. Um, and then, Hey, even after that, we can go to the Pelicans. I'm not going to call them the Elicans because if Mark was here, he would say the Elicans. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I got friends from new Orleans. I got, you know, I can't do this, but the Pelicans again, I mean, he not not the greatest situation. I think he had a little bit more freedom because yeah, he had more ass. For, yeah, but uh, outside of like the situation, I don't think that was right. And, uh, and today, today's yeah, you know what? The word of the day is situational. Great, great work, Cam. Great work. We're yeah. hashtag situational this shit because <laughs> literally the Bulls. It's almost a perfect fit. It's the perfect situation. Like yeah. I, I agree. Lonzo coming in to the NBA, being the local kid, getting drafted to the Lakers. It was a lot of pressure, man. Like, like I've never seen a, a rookie get attacked the way he got attacked his first game by Pat Beverly. Like, I've never seen a, a veteran just want to kill a rookie. And, like, <laughs> and he got he got a lot of energy from other pros the whole year. And now, of course, LeVar right. kind of put the target on his back and everything. But, like, I just don't think L.A. was the best environment for him. And then the second year, LeBron James comes and it becomes – like, he didn't really get to grow into – go through the natural uh, – progression of a young player developing in mm-hmm. in those first two years it was just like it was a well, lot going on. It, it didn't help anyways because obviously we know about his father who his father ended up being right but it still was a lot of distraction involved right yeah and then like he went to new orleans and i think going to new orleans helped him like they it was a lot more freedom you don't have the pressure of playing for the lakers or being mm-hmm. a contender trying to be a contender which they were attempting to be when lebron james showed up like it's just a lot more free flowing. You get to develop in peace, kind of get to iron out the kinks in your game, find yourself as a player a little bit more freedom. Like even though they weren't good, it was just a better situation for him. And now he's ready in year. This is his fifth year in the league, I think. Now something crazy like that. Yeah, it's like year five for Lonzo. Right. So now is in year five. You see his body is more developed. You you see the improvement in his jump shot, and he's on a Bulls team where. Yeah, he was drafted second overall, but they don't need him to play like the second overall pick on that Bulls team. They have Zach Levine. They have DeMar DeRozan. They have Vucevic. They have Kobe White. They have guys who can score. 
Like Lonzo is playing like like I was just saying with Andre Godala, he the role he plays the Warriors is like to fill the gaps, do the little things, the important things that help win, but they might not show up in the box score. That's kind of what Lonzo is doing. Lonzo's playing like the Draymond Green, Andre Godala role for the the Chicago Bulls. And, and it's perfect for him. And it's perfect. They they don't turn the ball. Last year, I think they were like 28th in the league in turnover percentage or something like mm-hmm. that. And now they're like they're like fourth. They don't turn the ball over at all anymore because now Alonzo, they have a real point guard out there. He he makes sure that they get in the sets that they need to get into. They don't turn the ball over. He he does a good job of that. Their defense has improved because of Lonzo and Alex Caruso, the addition of both of them. They it's just a better overall situation for Lonzo Ball. The things that the Bulls needed out of the point guard position, the small things, but very important. He excels at those things, and that's why it was a match made in heaven. And he works perfectly alongside Zach Levine, perfectly alongside DeMar DeRozan, and that's why the Bulls look like a a legitimate threat in the Eastern Conference right now because totally they, have, they have like all of the important pieces, and Lonzo is one of those important pieces for him. Totally agree, man. Totally agree. No, I, mean, I you know, you, you you hit the nail on the head, man. I I think uh, the playoff is playoffs are going to be great. I know, again, I know we're far away. I know there's a lot of different things that can happen, uh, bearing injury and whatnot, and, and, you know, different kind of things like that. But uh, I think all-star votes are going to be fun, too, this year. Uh, You know, because there's a lot of, like, yo, if this player don't make it, you know, there's going to be some issues. We need to speak up. There's going to be a lot of crazy stuff going on. Um, Before we get up out of here, bro, I'm going to do something that we don't normally do because Mark's not here, and I'm I'm running the fucking show. So... Uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna throw out some hashtags. Do we care? Okay, and you just tell me, do we do we care yet? All right, here we go. Kyrie is still not vaccinated. Hashtag Do we care? I don't think we care. I don't think we care either. Because at this point, I think it's clear as day it's not happening. It's not happening. He ain't playing this year again. He's not playing. So it's like there's no point in caring about it at this point. Yeah. PTO will run out, but he. <laughs> That's a lot of money. He will be okay, y'all. He'll be yeah, okay. He'll be uh, Bucks are seventh in the East. Hashtag, do we care? No, that's that's a product of Chris Middleton having COVID, and a lot of their star Brooke Lopez has been out. Drew Holiday missing time. Like, I, be fine. They're, they're back at full strength now. I wouldn't be surprised if in two weeks we look up there in third place or something. Like, they're they're about to start rattling off wins. Yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 I I totally agree. I totally agree. Uh, my last one right here: Luke Walton, Laker legend, uh, Laker check getter. Fired by the Kings. Do we care? Luke Walton, we need to care about him getting fired because you had the Lakers job. You got fired. People were like, all right, maybe he got fired because LeBron he didn't want him. That wasn't the guy that they needed to coach LeBron James' team. You go to Sacramento. Sacramento, you're doing even worse there than you did in Los Angeles. Now it's kind of like, all right, we've had two different places, two different sample sizes, and the results aren't good. Like, Luke Walton is going to have to go back to being an assistant for a minute. Or a lot of people speculate, believe that he, he might be headed to the college ranks. Mm-hmm. Which I, that, think I mean, might, I can see that. I think that might work best for yeah. him to be the coach in the, in the near future is going back down to college. And so um, I think that him getting fired twice now in the last – he got fired. The, it was 2018, 2019 was the mm-hmm. last year with the Lakers. So you even fired twice now in the last, what, four years. Like, that's not a good look. Like, it's not it's a good not, look at all. No playoff appearances. I don't think he, he hasn't coached a 500 team yet. Like, none of his teams have finished 500. Yeah, I think I think it's time we, you know, we go ahead and toss that up, man. Throw it, yeah. throw it in the air, man. Put it in I rice. That, that's something that we, we care. Like, that's a bad sign for Luke Walton. His days as an NBA head coach, for at least the, the near future, are 
our number. He's going to have to become an assistant or go dominate at the college level to get it, to get back into the head coaching consideration. Lucky enough for him, he's pretty young for a head yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, man, I, you heard it here, man. Cam, thank you, bro. Honestly, uh, I'm going I'm to I'm say it like this, bro. Love you. I'm I'm proud of you always, my nigga. I'm, I'm thank you for coming on. You know, Mark is out right now. Of course, I told you I will probably be back next week, both of us, and uh, I, I, you guys can pick on him a little bit. Um, but you know, make sure you guys follow uh, follow RSPN on account RSPN on RNC on Twitter. Uh, follow Cam at Cameron underscore hey of course i'm at old newsboy you can also follow mark if you please uh my man mc again cam thank you bro you know i see what you're doing always you already know i i kind of stay quiet you know how i be i be ducking in and out but you know i always see man i'm always proud of you so again thank you for coming on bro it's, it's been great having you on here and uh yeah man you had to chop it up man have a, have a little fun with me no, nah, man, I appreciate it. You know, you're one of my favorite people. Anytime you call, ask me to come on, I'm always come on. I always support you. No, man, you I appreciate that, man. Right, you know what's elite? It's elite RNC. For sure. Uh, we, we always going to keep doing it, keep rocking. Uh, what you got going on, man? What's up with Play for Keys, man? Yo, Before we, we get out. We we building, man. We we got a lot coming in the top of 2022. We had to take a break at the calendar year. Some things fell through for us that didn't quite go that the way we were expecting it to. Uh when we relaunched the season two, but we, we definitely are coming back at the top of 2022, very strong, very hard. Uh, we, we're, we're excited. Me and Drew are definitely excited, man. Drew has been real quiet, you know, cause Shout he, he Drew. Been able to do it, but Drew, Drew is excited about the process as well and what we could possibly do with uh, the play for keeps podcast at the top of the year. So we're definitely on the way back. That's awesome, man. That's awesome, man. Well, again, bro, thank you for showing up, man. We're going to see y'all next week, man, on uh, RSPN. I think it's going to have an episode seven next week. Mark will be back from New York. Uh, y'all go pick on him or something. Are we sure? <laughs> are we, are we, <laughs> I don't know, bro. We'll see how fun, how much fun he having. You know, he's trying to, I heard he's trying to leave Miami, I heard. He might be uh, on his way out of Miami. I don't know what's going on, man. Like, I like Cap. They putting him out? <laughs> <laughs> they putting him out. Yeah, yeah. We're going to see, man. We're going to see. He lucky we didn't talk about the heat at all today, but I decided to give him a little fucking break. So he on PTO, like I said. So, you know, it's all good. But, yeah, RSPN. It was merciful.